How long have you been doing like this my media? Blog? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been in media like for college because one of my undergrad de- uh, degree is in communication. But as far as like my own personal endeavor, I've been doing it for two, going on two years. So I've been growing, follow, following, you know, following people, learning about stuff. And I, the way we met was kind of crazy because it was through that that email thread. <laughs> and so that oh, was yeah. kind of crazy. Fun fact, Jay. So um, in the beginning of the year, I really wanted us to go to Dreamville Festival because I wanted us to like cover the festival. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they rejected us. But it's all good. It's, it's all good, though. It's all good. Next year. <laughs> yeah, I was a part of that same thread because I was going to do it because I've covered Dreamville before, but I was with um the newspaper back where I'm from, North Carolina. And so I did it there and I was like, maybe I could do it with my independent, you know, stuff. And it was like, nah, chill out. And so <laughs> we were all on the thread and we used that as an opportunity to network, was which was really thread. dope. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are we filming? <laughs> oh, wow. Hi, guy. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Welcome to another episode of From the Block Podcast. So as you can see here, I have, you know, two very special guests with me. So please give it up for Clark and G. Woo! So look, y'all, they're here to promote something really, really dope. So they have a festival coming up in July, and it's called Flex Fest. All right, so... Well, actually, no, wait, Pops, before we, we even get into that, so we heard a little bit about your background. I didn't know we was recording. Okay, but what, what's your background, Clark? Um, My background is I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, so, wait, so how'd you come out here? Um, Her, with oh. her. Um, <laughs> um, We both, everything that we do is tied together, mm. of course. Um, so. Well, how'd y'all meet? So, we met, it's a long story, but just to sum it up, um, some of our peers that we worked with in the game. Uh-huh. We kept seeing each other. And the first time I seen her um, and just, you know, got to talk to her or whatnot, I want to say it was for, like, the views, video shoot. Yeah, it was like she would like do a, a lyric breakdown had, of the song. So the platform I was uh, interning for at the time, that uh, we did, like, a segment where we was trying to do, like, break down the lyrics type mm. vibe, and that artists would come into the studio and perform their songs. We had the lyrics on there. And nobody was really doing that for artists, at least for people like Clark or whatever. And so I was working. I wasn't studying him at all. I was just, like, in a mode. And apparently he was, like, trying to get at me or whatever, but mm. I wasn't on that. I was really just zoned in. <laughs> I was really zoned in. And, like, he, you, he'll tell you, like, I was not on that yeah, type of time at Good all. Yeah, that's story. Yeah, I was not on that type of time. But I it love was... the transparency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, we was just working, and then over time, people didn't even, like, realize, like, we were together. It was just, like, our connection was so good. Like, are y'all best friends? Are y'all best friends? And I'm like, no, nah, we together. So that was kind of just how that how that went through music, really, is how we kind of got this thing going. Yeah. Is that correct? That, yeah, that's exactly okay. how it went. And then the next time, I want to say the next time I seen her, we were having our own show. Um, you know, because Flex, we've done so many independent shows the past four years um and i feel like our platform is dope because um we offer things that they would normally charge artists for for platforms mm-hmm. you know to perform or whether that be to work with other artists or just to get on the stage or anything have pictures recaps mm-hmm. we don't you know charge artists for none of that because we want them to feel like you know this is like the big pregame before we was talking about dreamville fest early mm-hmm. before you get your moment like a dreamville fest so all that being tired of what it was, that was the second time I seen her. And then from there, you know, that's how everything just moved. 
You know, that's that's really, really dope. All right, before we get into Flex Fest, this, uh, Flex Fest, this is a random question that just randomly popped up. I'm a little unhinged sometimes. So, the baby, before he became, like, really big, yeah. like, nationally, he was huge in, like, the North and South Carolina. Well, you probably know more yeah. about that because so, he, went, he went to A&T, so I feel like he was more popular around, like, when he was at A&T. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he got his, his big break, I'll say, when he went to... He went to South by Southwest. One summer, mm-hmm. put the diaper on, and then when he came back, I remember that. When he came back, I just remember he was dropping video at the video. He got this song called uh, that I always remember from the time before he blew up. Uh, is it long? It's Texas Ranger. It's either Texas Ranger or Long Texas Ranger. Anyway, once that video dropped, he just kept dropping and dropping. So yeah, to answer your question. Yeah, like he he started popping. I'll say twenty. 18. Yeah, I was still in high school, but for me, the baby wasn't as of a bigger thing because I'm from a smaller town. I moved to Fayetteville when I went to college, so I was still in high school around the time, and everybody, I remember the dance, the little train dance mm-hmm. they was doing. I'm like, what the hell is this dance they doing? <laughs> and I was like, you don't know about the baby? I'm like, there's an artist named the baby, like me thinking about his name being so wild. And I was like, yeah, he'd be on stage with a diaper and all that. And I didn't, <laughs> I was oblivious. Cause I was like, I won't own that. Like when I was in school, I was in school, you know? So I was like, okay. But eventually it grew on me. Cause I was like, they kept saying he sounded the same on every song. And I was like, nah, it's just his voice is very distinct. And y'all don't I like said, that. But I mean, cause <laughs> we had talked about that, but they, they had told me I was tripping. But I just said, you know, every rapper has their signature sound. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like an Ultra fan, but I, I don't yeah. know. This just pops up. I don't know. I'm weird sometimes. But I was just saying, like, every rapper has their signature sound. So, like, what, like, what's y'all's issue with him? It's his aside. voice. It's his voice. That's all it is. They just think it's his voice. He got, like, this deep, distinct voice. Like, when he talk, you know it's him. Yeah. So, like, and that's crazy because I actually heard him talk in real life, and he actually sounds like that. So That new EP hard, too. My personal. This opinion. is not promotion for him. <laughs> I'm just saying, give a <laughs> shout out. Yeah, I didn't even know he dropped. Yeah, he That's did. It's crazy. <laughs> I heard. I heard they treat J Cole like Jesus in oh, North and South no. Carolina. Not in Fayetteville. Not in Fayetteville. Yeah, but everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Not in Fayetteville. Though. <laughs> man, that's a long. They story, pissed man. at him in the ville. Let me tell you that right stuff. now. Like, you have to be. F- I'll say you have to be from there and live it to yeah. kind of understand why people from there feel that way. Yeah. But then you know he'll, you know he'll say something to kind of counteract those things. But I think it's something that he's going to have to talk about um, after his career is like said and done, because that's you know that's where he's from, man. He still got people that you know he visit, talks to down there. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, I mean I lived there for three years, and like when people talk about Cole, they like, nah, man. Cole ain't this, Cole ain't that. So it's just like, I like that's Cole. That's crazy. But that's what? like he said, like you have to like live there. Like I lived there for three years and I saw it. So it's like a difference when you look at outside in and being in it and understanding like, man, this, that, and the, and the third. So if you ever get a chance to live there, you'll understand the whole kind of picture. Damn, that's crazy. Because I know out here in Atlanta, like I don't live in the exact like city of Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I mean, I went to Georgia State. And you know, like... Damn, like Young Thug, they treat him like the oh, yeah. second coming of Christ. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's way different here when it comes to like 
the unity, like in Fayetteville, it's a lot of competition, a lot of dog eat dog. But here, what I've learned is a lot of people love the unity, love to uplift one another when it comes to just the music, especially if it's good. If you break in, like even if you're outside, I feel like if you put your foot in the door and people saying like, hey, you're actually talented in Atlanta, they're going to uplift that compared to in Fayetteville. They'll see your talent and take that as a threat. You oh, see wow. what I'm saying? So it's like, how can I be better than this guy compared to Atlanta? Like, how can we work together to build each other up? So that's what I've learned. We've only been here for, well, today makes a year. So, oh, wow. Yeah, and that's what we learned over our time here so far. Man, that's really dope. Okay, so what is, I mean, you, you briefly, like, described it, but I want you to, like, really, like, describe it. What is Flex Fest for those that's just, like, oh, my So God, the first Flex Fest was in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 2019. Um, and this was a great event. It was uh, creators that was actually from Atlanta, Georgia that came down, and we combined it with the North Carolina creators. Mm -hmm. So it was basically, um, I, ha I hate to say showcase, but it's basically like a big day of festivities to where everybody is networking, right? Mm -hmm. You got vendors networking with each other from different places. Uh, Bottom of the Benz, he's in Virginia now, but he came from there, came and vended for the Flitz Fest, and collaborated with people like Wes in North Carolina with his entities and his clothes. Um, same thing with the artists. Um, I see some of the artists now that participate in that festival um, now working with each other, going on shows together, doing creating content together, um, putting together uh, putting everybody's connections together. So in short, Flex Fest is basically like a big networking convention for creators, you know, mm -hmm. um, like for plat like for your platforms, for vendors, and for artists. And that's basically what it is. And there's also some great music too. Great talented people. Some people that you'd be like, Man, I didn't I ain't never who was this? I got to get on him right now. Mm -hmm. Like uh we got my boy Wavy Banks and um he's from Atlanta, Georgia here and we met him on my tour um last year. Mm -hmm. But Wavy Banks will be one of those artists on that card that people would be like, Oh man, we got to start working with him. Mm -hmm. So that's really how it came about. You know, it was inspired. This is a real thing, though. It was inspired by Dreamville Fest. For real, for That's real. Because you got to think, yeah. Cole's one of the people I look up to. You know, I'm a backpack artist. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm very versatile, but Cole is the, you know, he's the standard from where we're from, right? Mm -hmm. And all the business ideas. So that was the inspiration, but it also turned into, this is going to be our biggest networking convention each year. And now this is the first time we've been able to bring it back since covid and when I brought it back, I said I didn't want to do it in North Carolina this time. I said I want to do it here. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, because I love the vibes that I got from my last show um, here mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And I said if we bring these North Carolina vibes here with these Georgia vibes, I think it can be bigger than the first one. Because the first one, man, um, there's video of it on YouTube. I'm sorry. There's a video of it on YouTube. Um, shout out to TNT Entertainment, one of the biggest blogs in North Carolina. But... They got all of it, and it was so packed, man. And I said, if we can get this like uh, like that here, I know we can do the same thing here. Just because I feel like, too, um, in Atlanta, people love supporting things like that. Um, it's this one promoter that I recently just done some business with. He talks about it every day since I spoke with him about it. Anybody I spoke with the festival with here, they speak about it all the time. Hey, do you want to do this? Hey, can you try this? Hey, do you need help with this? So I wanted to move it here just because I felt like this is one of the music capitals of the world as well. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so <clears throat> let's say someone's like, okay, that's really dope. I want to start my own underground festival. What's the process like? Well, um, 
You need a team first. You can't do stuff by yourself. Definitely so need a team. Yeah. yeah. So um, whether it's her, you know, helping me with our promo runs or just helping with the rollout of everything because she does a great job of rolling our stuff out. Mm-hmm. Her and this guy named Trees in the Ville Shop Trees Shout in North Trees. Carolina. He's yeah. our uh, graphic designer for some of our stuff. Yeah. So whether it's that or whether it's you're going to need sponsors with certain things like shout out my brother Conrad. Shout out to Darius. Shout out to people of uh, Highland Country Club. To where, you know, they would help you with things like get a stage or, you know what I'm saying, um, make sure that the artists are going ahead. Like, there's one artist, um, I'm not going to say who it is, but um, we had to go ahead and give him a pretty nice advance before he came. So even when it's stuff like that, if you want to make it as big as you want it to be, mm-hmm. those are the type of things that you really need. And just a strong, solid team. Because if you try to do it by yourself... Um, I think you'll run yourself in the dirt and it won't be good. Yeah. And I would also to kind of caveat off to that, just pretty much like have a plan as well. Like you don't want to go into like you can have a team, you can have the funding, but if you don't have no plan, when you go to these like venues or these artists, they're going to look at you like you're not organized. So if you know you want a bigger name artist up there, then have the budget and talk to them or negotiate in a way you can you know, make that happen. Set up payments. Like, people, you'll be surprised how many people will accept payments. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes if you just talk to these people and be like, hey, this is my plan, this is my vision, they'll work with you. And we've seen that firsthand with tours, with shows, with even just, like, putting this together, the Flex Fest together. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, have a plan when you do this thing. Have an idea of where you want to have it. Talk to your <clears> team and be like, okay, how can we improve and everything like that? Because everything... Even though it's independent in a way, mm-hmm. you're not really doing it independently, if that makes sense. You have all these people behind you supporting, like, my mom and my dad are major sponsors in certain things that I do. Mm-hmm. So, like, even just talking to people and be like, hey, this is what I got going and this is how you can be involved. And I'm pretty sure if they, they really fucking with you, they'll be like, okay, cool, let's do it. So that's really how to go about it in a sense of a planning aspect. So, so what members make up the team so you have a marketing person you have a financial person Mm -hmm. you have what else so we have like you know marketing pr which is what i do Mm -hmm. um you have finances which is what conrad um we have um planning slash like coordinating which is clark and darius Mm -hmm. but that's pretty much the flex team Mm -hmm. and then we have like trees coming in with graphic designs helping us with flyers um, we also have, um, I would say we have help from our friends, meaning like other peers in music to help us find acts and help us uh, promo in a way. Um, like for me, I go to, I have a group of friends, my college friends, and I'm always telling them like, hey, promo this, promo this. So we have like, low key, we have a street team in a way for social yeah. media. So I would say like those are the key, key factors because um, you don't really need a whole bunch of people, but as long as you have somebody that can fulfill each major role which is what we just kind of listed but if you have somebody to fill those major roles it comes into play and then of course our sponsors have a role as well (laughs) where they come in and help us pay for like uh venue costs merch costs things like that so like what strategy did y'all use to even reach out to those people to make them interested in sponsoring the event when you say like word of mouth (laughs) the best way word of mouth man look i um i had my sister say this about me (laughs) um a year ago she said, you're very good with the way, because my sister uh, has sponsored before mm-hmm. and st- still does to this day. She said, you have a real good way of talking to people. When you try to, you know, convince them about a plan or mm-hmm. persuade them. Really, you have to just, 
you know, I walk up to sponsors, man, always, you know, show them how passionate I am about what's going on. I show them where the money is going. You know, for example, um, last tour, Conrad sponsored all the Airbnbs. But before I showed him that, or before I got it, I showed him everything that his money was going to, mm-hmm. and I showed, like, what he would get back if he did it. So you have to come to them with, a, like, a plan, mm-hmm. right? But also you have to be persuasive. Like, you have to talk to these yeah, people. Because you, you got to think, man, like, you know, it's their money. So yeah. they're they going to decide what they're going to do with it at the end of the day. But if it sounds like a good plan, they'll be like, okay, I see what you got going on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give you this much for that. Yeah, I would say, like, the best ways we've been reaching people is, of course, word of mouth and, like, actually hitting the pavement for sure. Because for us, like, being from North Carolina, we are all about community, and that's why, like, I reached out to you, like, hey, what you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Or I reach out to other people, like, hey, can we set up a call? Can we at least just talk about the ideas, bounce them off of each other to build, like, that relationship in a sense? So if we do come to you saying, like, hey, would you like to be involved? We already kind of got that built up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, yeah, I've seen what you've been doing. We're on board. Let's do it. And also I would say just social media. Social media along with hitting the pavement for sure has been helping us and keeping us you know, in tune and like with my podcast, sometimes I'll ask, hey, do you want to run an ad up there or do you want to run an ad on Baby Talk? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And sometimes you don't need a whole lot of money for these Instagram ads. Sometimes it just depends on what you're yeah. going for. But for us, we're trying to have, you know, a goal of like, I want to say maybe a thousand people. So on Instagram, you can market to that exact audience and try to get those people in, you know, as well as like, hitting campuses on uh, college campuses flyers things like that we're planning to print out flyers later uh probably going into the weekend to hand out over like college campuses mm-hmm. i know it's summertime but hey, it's still people there yeah you know what for I'm saying? sure and it's, it's atlanta so we gonna see people and then like using so like i said use the social media to our advantage for sure like we see i'll be watching these people and how they market their events i'm like let's try this out and see if it works and so we just go from there really it's, it's really about just kind of keeping it creative in some way so planning an event like this, what what are some of the difficulties that you guys uh, face? Because uh, um, <laughs> I was just speaking to her about something yesterday, recently. I've already had, um, so the card for set times are already, you know, available for the public to view, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's already a couple of artists now, like, and I, I wouldn't even say it's so much like things that's like a headache, but it's just a lot of it. Like, you have to cater to the artists, mm-hmm. but then it's sometimes that you can't. Um, it's been, like, three or four artists the past two days asked, can they get their set changed? Because they want to be probably in the middle of the show. Or, hey, we want to be near your set because mm-hmm. we know that's when the most people come. Or, hey, we don't want to open up. Can we get to the middle now? Those are the type of things, like, stuff that's already set in stone that people want to have changed. Those are the things that's kind of tough. Everything else has been. I wouldn't say everything else has been easy going. Because we had, like, that's one issue and then, like, certain things when it comes to just making sure each piece of the puzzle kind of fits together. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if we know we want to move in this direction, then let's make sure we're moving in that direction and not getting off task. You know, sometimes like that. And keeping up with staying consistent. Like, mm-hmm. there, you know, there's times where you kind of like, man, I got to do this today. But if we really want the the event to be as big as we want it to be, we have to do something every day. Mm-hmm. So making sure we just have those pieces in place. So once we do do another ad or another run or something like that, those things are taken care of. We're not behind when it comes to our schedule that we put in place initially. So I would say that. And then 
you know, the artists trying to come in or asking, can they perform after everything has been solidified? And we're like, we have to turn them away oh, when yeah. we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to turn artists away, but it's like, where was y'all at when we was like putting this yeah, out? Yeah. Because we, the way we did it was we did a March Madness type of vote vibe because around the time we was like putting it together, mm -hmm. it was March Madness. So I came up with the idea like, Let's do March Madness bracket for artists and everybody get to vote. That way nobody's paying for anything and everything is fair. It don't look like we're picking people. Everything is fair. And so we still have artists come after the fact. Everybody been voted for. Everybody got everything. Can I perform? How much is it? How much is it? I'm like, no, buy a ticket. Just come <laughs> support, you know, because we're not just going to cater to you just because you're saying you'll pay. And I understand why you're doing that because people are thinking they're paying for these slots, but mm -hmm. that's not the case. We genuinely just want people to come out and show their art, you know what I'm saying, and give them that platform. Damn, I see why you the marketing PR person. Yeah. Yeah. You, you putting that degree to work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you got to for real because, like, people don't understand that like, these things are planned. Yeah. These things are not just, like, put it out and let's see what happens. Because I know a lot of times people just put together, like, uh, events or showcases and they're like yeah just come pay perform and it's not no real show mm -hmm. being in college and being how things like seeing how shows are actually run how things actually go I'm like if we want to be professional and have like the best festival we need to do it like this because this is the way I've seen it work at least to an degree that's to the, to a degree that's successful in a way so why is it so important to highlight underground artists I think it's important to um, highlight underground artists because I feel like, um, in my personal opinion, some of them, most of them need to be on. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we was joking about one artist um, mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> I know she's going to be nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, she do not deserve but, it. Um, if that underground artist, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Not I think it. she does, though. I like her. I mean, I feel like, in the sense of like the rapid pace she's been going at, then yeah. But as far as like being a face of something and earning an award when you really didn't do that much. If you talking about talent wise, let's just talk nah. about like this talent. I feel like she's so new though. You got to. Yeah. But that, but does that? She only been in the game less. I would say less than a year, and she's already getting a Grammy. Like to me, that seems odd. Yeah. That seems odd. You haven't even but, really I mean, put time in. Wayne like, didn't get his first Grammy to the card three. And we talking about Wayne. Yeah, I know, but like everybody. I mean, everyone's destiny is different. True. And, you know, I just feel like she put in the work and... Yeah. Well, see, I agree with that. Like, yeah. that's what I agree with. Like, she started out underground, and that that was my point. Like, somebody like her, you see her rise so quick from underground. There's so many dope artists. Like, um, I'm not going to say that's like her, but if they put the work in like her and are seen, then they can skyrocket, and that can help us. Who's you know what I'm saying? say they're not, though? There's some of them that's not working hard as her underground. I mean, wise. you just mentioned like somebody like Wayne not win winning a Grammy till Carter Three, but I mean it's it's different. Yeah, like this age, know. social media, yeah, and all that stuff. And so, he, but even before the Grammy, he always received his flowers though. Yeah, yeah. like everybody, everybody was always talking about him, yeah. and I feel like you know when it's so time, it's so time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I've never like <laughs> to me like I've always we always had this conversation like I don't hate on her at all because I feel like her audience like what she does for her audience a one you get what I'm saying mm -hmm. but as far as like a whole genre and you being the face nope. That's me. Like, that's my perspective. It's probably just a new genre. New genre, new day and age. Potentially. Maybe I'm old new. school. Maybe I'm old school. Are Maybe. like 22? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, Maybe I'm old school. She mm -hmm. she she younger than me, but uh, she'll tell you right now, I'll actually, we'll play out a song 
and she'll be around. Oh, is that why I say her name? Can you blur that out? Yeah. <laughs> you said smoke. I don't I smoke. I'll play. I'll play this. Uh, this. Uh, her music, right? But she'll she'll play something like Black Star. Yeah, like, I'll play most like, stuff. I'll real, play like, Child She'll play that type of stuff. I'll play, so. my, you know, Goody Bob all them. Because yeah. I just, I don't know, I want to hear, I don't want to say it like this, but I want to hear, like, real rap sometimes. No, I mean, I feel you. We've had that conversation before, too. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, things are a little different now. Yeah, I and, for sure agree. Yeah, and shout out to, um, shout out to her for, you know, landing the stuff that she's landed. But I'm just saying, like, the work ethic that she put in while she was underground, mm-hmm. other artists can have that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have to put the work in. And I feel like the things that we have going on, as far as like um, wanting to really, you know, put the artists out there, mm-hmm. like needing an opportunity to network, needing an opportunity to meet with Disgrace Weekly, who's going to be at Flitz Fest. Mm-hmm. You know, needing an opportunity, probably, to, you know, even meet you guys and, and them networking with y'all. That's really what it's about. You have to stay consistent. And that's, you know, another thing of awareness that this event brings i feel like yeah and i guess to add like the importance of just like spotlighting these uh creatives it's important because like a lot of times people don't understand like something is possible until they see it Mm, like for me like i saw like my mentor doing media i see other people doing media i see you doing media and just moving into another state and seeing how things run it's like i can do this so if we can provide a platform or a space where artists are like, I can do this, then mm-hmm. I feel like we're doing our job as a community because yeah. sometimes it's not about like reaching up. It's about reaching here. Like who's Thanks. with you? You know what I'm saying? So That's if we can grab, <laughs> if we can, <laughs> if we can like grab the artists that are like right here with us in the, in the mud, getting it too, and we all uplift each other, which is another reason why we came here. Um, then that's that's our purpose in some sense. Like that's the whole idea of Flex Fest. Like we're not trying to. And then like the crazy thing is like people from where we from like they try to do certain things and move certain ways. But here it's like all love, and that's all we've been radiating pretty much. Just yeah. making sure people have a platform, have somewhere they can call home in some sense when it comes to just yeah. When we went to Flex Fest, they made me feel welcome, and I want to do this again. So that's kind of the idea we're we're holding on to when it comes to spotlighting artists. You worded that really, really well. Because, like, I know in the beginning of this, I used to stress, like, oh, oh, my God, you know, let me DM, you know, a certain amount of people. Like, I want this high celebrity. Like, you know, this is it. And then someone, I had a conversation with someone two months ago, and they were like, you got to, which I kind of, like, came to that conclusion anyway. But, like, it was like, you got to utilize the folks around you because they have a story. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, like I said, like, I mean, we've all, you know, met celebrities before yeah a handful of them they really don't got no personality like that really (laughs) that's like talking to a damn brick wall so if you can utilize the people around you and tell their stories that's what like that makes a huge difference like that's that's really like you know it's it (laughs) (laughs) no no that's that's 100 percent facts and that's what you know i kind of like what you said when it comes like brings us together in some sense and that's what like, when I have, like, different people on my platform that you may see, that's kind of the idea. Like, mm-hmm. I call my podcast Worth the Conversation because you never know what people are, right. you know, could be going through or the obstacles they may have faced, and we have a conversation about it, and then, like, somebody else hears it, and they're like, damn, like, they did that, and um, they're not even, you know, up there, and they're doing all these things, so how can I network with them? How can I be 
in a certain position and they be dropping gems like how you be doing like dropping gems on the podcast and telling them like you can do these things da, 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 da. and I feel like that's what it's about people get too like caught up in like the I guess like the end goal sometimes yeah, true and they forget like even myself like I do this a lot like I get too caught up in the end goal sometimes and forget like where we are in a sense and so like just having flex fish just having like this opportunity here is really special because like that's what it's all about for real yeah. Facts. I just got all sentimental. No, I shit. love that. Like <laughs> you, you was. I love that for yeah. real. <laughs> so, what does what does being a creative mean to you? You want to go first, or should I go? I've been like talking the whole time. Um, you go first. <laughs> okay, being a creative to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, being a creative to me, like, uh, it really. I don't know. For me, it just means that, um, I'm able to move in a way that is not going to be judged in some way, even though people judge you all the time. But I feel Mm -hmm. like as a creative, you get a little bit more freedom to be yourself. Like you have more, like as a creative, it's tougher because your brain is just all over the place. And people are like, when they're creators themselves, they're more understanding of that compared to a person that kind of just like straight and narrow. They're like, this person is all over the place. But as a creative, you really are kind of all over the place. So I feel like it gives you a sense of like, freedom when it comes to your emotions because sometimes you could be up sometimes you could be down it it just depends on the space you're in when you're creating so I just think it gives me like a little bit of sense of self and it's important for that because I'm in therapy right now so it's like I'm trying to navigate all of that and so it gives you a sense of self on top of like you know being a creative I think is like one of the tougher jobs like being a doctor is hard and being a lawyer is hard, but being a creative is even, hard, even harder because, for one, you have to make people believe in your dream, you know what I'm saying, in order to get the real support that you need or deserve and stuff like that. So being a doctor is kind of like I have the paperwork and I can show you why I'm a doctor. Compared to being a creative, I have to make you believe this thing that I believe in so much, and that can be tough. So I think, like, just the the roughness of it is good and the sense of self is what I love about uh, being a creative and i think you also have to be kind of delusional too. Yeah. yeah i just Go seen j cole talking about that the bob myers he said when you're creative or when you start out he said you have to have this sense of delusion mm-hmm. so do y'all do y'all believe in like the law of attraction yeah kind of mm. kind of sort of i don't know about you do you kind of kind of sort of what's what's the like apprehensive part about it because for me like like I said, I'm in therapy. <laughs> For me, it's like I understand like when you put yourself in certain situations, you attract certain things. And so I do my best to do those things. But sometimes it gets tough because a lot of like depending on who you're working with, you can't tell their intention sometimes. And so like when you get put in these situations and like you want to be in like certain spaces, it may not be for you even though it looks good. Like, that's what I want. I want to attract that. And so you have to be cautious, I think. I feel like I want to get into it more and learn about it more and practice it in a more positive way. You know what I'm saying? If you want to learn about it more, you should read the book called The Secret. Mm -hmm. And it really goes into detail. So, like, what you were saying, how... Because I had actually talked about this one time, too, where you don't really know people's intentions. So then that can kind of... Especially as a creative, you want to network, you want to be with different people, but then you also don't want to waste your time. Yeah. But what, what I've come to realize, right, is that deep down, you know... Mm-hmm. it's just up to two things one it's up to you to pay attention mm-hmm. and it's up to you to fully analyze 
right? Why do you feel mm-hmm. the way how you feel? So, like, when you get around a certain person, do you generally feel good or do you kind of feel some type of way? And if you feel some type of way, then that's up to you to decide, okay, why do I feel some, like, why do I feel some type of way? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So that's, um, that's one of the, like, laws, like, not, well, not law, but, like, that's one of, like, the rules, mm-hmm. the law of attraction. I feel like every creative should, like, kind of take that to heart. Because, you know, you don't want to waste your time because time is very valuable. It's very precious. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay attention to how you feel when you get around people. Yeah. So. I think that's my issue. Because I always, I have, question. I give people the benefit of doubt of don't a ever lot. Do that. Yeah, don't I'm know, learning, don't like, that. I'm learning that. Like, listen, <laughs> like, when I tell you I'm learning that, I am learning I that. <laughs> I am because I, like, because I don't know, like, I just, I don't know. But I just, I feel like I just got this big heart and i want everybody to be good no. i want everybody to be great like, have you ever seen this show called fraser it's like an older show from the 90s but it's this main character he's a white guy and he has like this really big heart uh-huh. and each time he gets done dirty it's like damn i should have paid attention you know what i'm saying but so, for someone like yeah. you that has like a really big heart that's yeah. why it's going to be really imperative for you to find your community yeah but your community is not going to be a lot of people it's going to be a small like it's going to be a small group mm-hmm. but the you can maneuver in that group because you're going to feel comfortable because that's like your group. So all the love that you want to give and all of that, you can do that in your group. But don't right. do that with a lot of people because that's right. going to drain you. Yeah, and I appreciate that because, like I said, I'm learning. It's tough, but I'm learning. I'm glad, like, we having this conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. You want to have... <laughs> uh, I mean, you basically you basically said you know everything I would say for real, for real. But yeah, the law of attraction, like it's called the secret. Now, okay. um, this well, is a book. Right? Yeah, it's okay. a book. But I'll, I'll tell you something off camera. I can't say it on camera. It's kind of illegal. But um, <laughs> we're not not like in a bad way. But I'll just say, <laughs> no, you just cut that out. I'll just <laughs> on camera. But anyway, look. So basically, like like another thing with the law of attraction is, um, mindfulness. Yeah. So, our brains and our bodies are magnets. Mm. So and that. Not to make this feel like an overwhelming thing, but, you know, sometimes we have negative thoughts and it's like, okay, you are what you attract and I don't want to attract nothing negative. But, right, the good always outweighs the bad. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't feel some type of way when you're like, oh, my God, what if people don't like buy a lot of tickets? Like, oh, my God, what if like this person drops out? You know, that's actually minor. So when when those thoughts appear, you have to like instantly replace it Mm -hmm. with the, okay, this is going to be a big event. Okay, hell yeah, we're going to sell out. We're going to turn the city up. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just mindfulness. It's just being in tune with good energy. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, pay, paying attention to how you feel when you're in certain environments, especially around certain people. Yeah. So if you kind of feel a little uncomfortable, you're just feeling like, I don't know if I, you got to listen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's a journey. I don't know. I feel like a baby. But yeah. No, it's, <laughs> that's life. We never really stop growing in life, honestly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we don't. We never stop growing up. Yeah, yeah we don't. Life, <laughs> lifelong learning. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> so my last question. So where where do y'all see Flex um Flex Fest a few years from now? Um, I see it up there. I was actually speaking to her about this a couple of months ago, but I see it up there with the Dreamville Fest. Yeah. Something in the waters. The uh, something in the water by Pharrell, the Rolling Loud, mm-hmm. uh, the um, Lovers and Friends, uh, Usher type fest. That's where I see it. Yeah. For real. Um, Flex. Um, for us, I always said when we start the brand because I'm an artist. I always say I'm an artist first, but business. I love business because um, I'm a son of um, my dad. Used to play bass for a, go- a Grammy Award winning gospel group. Mm-hmm. So I've seen this stuff like a mm-hmm. lot my whole life. And business, you know, business and music, when you see it all the time, you're going to latch on to that, and that's what you love. So at the end of the day, I want Flex to be one of the 
biggest music entities in the world. Yeah. Like, like people I look up to, Dreamville, Rock Nation. I actually, I've told her this, um, even around that time, like you said, years from now, I want to start delving into helping athletes in certain ways. So, mm. um, helping models, you know, representation for that type of thing. So, me and my cousin, you know, we still working on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's where I see it. That's how big I see it. And I know that's where it's going to go. We just got to keep putting the work in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't want to, like, the DVA. I do see it, like, being huge, like, really big. But I also see it as still being a platform for independent artists. Because I know some festivals start out, like, small and go big and get big celebrities. But I still want it to be, like, you know who we are, but we put people on. Yeah. Like, that's how I want it I feel to like, um, be. I feel like Dreamville does that. They yeah, brought out yeah. uh, Ruben, uh, Ruben Vincent yeah, from Jamala yeah. Records. That yeah. uh, you know, that's Knife Wonder uh, label. Yeah. Mm. So he'll bring. He brought out a uh, Saba before he got on. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's certain ones that do it, but I get what you're saying, like the Rolling Louds and stuff. You know yeah. who they're gonna get every year. Yeah. So. For sure. For sure. Well. This is actually really fun. I like this. I hope y'all yeah. had a good time. <laughs> no, listen, when I see your content, I'll be like, man, I can't wait. Yeah, they oh, be having a you. good time. Yeah, yeah. No, you really make this platform, and I appreciate you having us, for real. Oh, Lord, you're going to make me start crying. Stop. <laughs> Please don't, because if you start crying, I'm going to start crying. Yeah, bro, no, stop. We don't need it. We don't need it. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate y'all so much. This is really dope. Hopefully, y'all want to come back. I would love to have y'all back on. And yeah, man, make sure y'all tap in with Flex Fest. Okay, so social media is right here. Where can they follow you? Updates, all of that. Um, you can follow me at Clark underscore RBC. Also follow the Flex page, the Flex Records page. Flex Records underscore. Same thing for Twitter as well. Well, on Twitter is Clark NC Flex, and then on Twitter for Flex, it's the same thing. Flex Records underscore. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram at G the T H A journalist. That's my personal page. And then you can follow the blog Baby Talk TV at that's the correct spelling. T H A T S. Baby Talk TV. You know what I'm saying? We be putting independent artists on. So come come fuck with me, man. We really trying to collaborate, network, all that. Period. And well, there you have it. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, follow, all of that.